everybody, for those wait, of you. Wait, 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 wait. I got a notification that said we were streaming. Oh, you're streaming? Okay. We're, we're live. live. We're live. For those of you joining us and just joining us, we are back from hiatus, people, and things are falling over already. So I want to join you. Thank you for joining us. It's uh, been three weeks, guys. Long trip back, but uh, we are home. So welcome to this week's edition of the Get Your Geek On podcast. You've Mom. had a chance to get your week on, so now it's time to get your geek on. So, uh, yeah, guys, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy, happy to see you guys. Great to be back here. And those of you that are going to be watching this online, obviously happy Kwanzaa, Honda, Festivus, whatever the hell you want to call it for you guys. Ramadan. But uh, we got to start Hanukkah. just by saying uh, <laughs> great to be back from the hiatus, but we are going to be spoiling the hell out of a couple things here. So if you haven't seen the movie Bright, if you haven't seen Star Wars because you live under some rock, know that we're going to be spoiling these in depth. And I cannot promise you that my language will be PC once we get into Star Wars. So uh, as we jump in here, guys, just want to say uh, let's get right into it, man. Uh, Disney-Fox merger. It happened. We yeah. sat here talking about it. We <clears throat> hypothesized about it for weeks, and it happened. $57 billion. $57 billion in assets, right? In yeah. At, well, essentially, the only thing they're spending off because they can't keep, um, they cannot keep Fox FS1, which is weird, um, but they get to keep all the other sports networks, so get ready for more ASPN, people. Really? Um, yeah, no, they no, and then they can't keep Fox News and the Fox News. Who wants Fox News? <laughs> Disney's just like you can keep. We'll pay you extra. It's to like keep here. It. Get, is everything's falling over? See, even Aquaman doesn't like Fox News. <laughs> you mentioned Fox News in the studio becomes. It's haunted. like it's like oh no. Could um, be that I'm shaking the table. So it's the. Uh, it looks like it's going to be very interesting. They won't know for a year because it looks yeah, like... Yeah, 12 it, to 18 months. 12 to 18 months. So they, what? The deal to go through? Yeah, the plus Congress is investigating Cut. it because it becomes, it becomes a monopoly issue because of the fact that um, Disney will then own six of the eight major networks on TV. Because And this is why the whole point is they have to spin off... Um, that's why they have to spin off more assets. So you might... And this is where I say if you're going to get rid of something, you're probably going to get rid of more of the Fox Sports stuff. Oh yeah. Um, than anything, I don't think they it, only want the film franchises. Yeah, yeah, they only want. But the idea is, that Fox doesn't want to get rid of that. You, you have for Fox, they have to sweeten yeah. the deal. So they're going to spin off everything else that they can. Disney wants the assets for the movie rights. That's what they're paying for, essentially. Anything else is just whatever. What about the franchises? No one's talking about that are part of this deal. Avatar, the Alien franchise, Dragon Ball Z, the original Star Wars film, New Hope, which Fox had owned forever. Uh, yeah. Avatar, The Last Airbender, all that stuff now becomes Disney property. So these are the things that I'm thinking about here. But, I mean, the biggest thing for this deal for me is obviously we get those Marvel characters back, but it also opens up the question of what are we going to do with the future movies. We have two X-Men movies that are scheduled to come out. We have Deadpool 2 that's scheduled to come out. Are they going to retcon any endings of these movies? Are they scrambling to shoot something for Avengers 4 right now to get a, a post-credit scene to like loot these characters in? I mean, I feel like this well, kind of Well, I would say they can't scramble. do anything. They can't, technically, Fox still owns the rights to these films. So... I don't think Kevin Feige is going to be able to touch them until that deal goes through. Probably doesn't want to because I'm sure he has plans until after the Infinity War anyway. It's like, yeah. It's, Might uh, as well know. just finish up the saga now instead of shoehorning it, everyone in. Yeah, well, even not even outside of shoehorn. I just like, you need to start, like, I would say the only thing they really need to do is drop a hint. Mm -hmm. Hint is nice. Say that they're there. 
Um, my hope. I figured the perfect like after credits teaser, and it's so simple too, is Peter coming home at the end of Infinity War, and he's got a piece of mail from Xavier's school for gifted, like just an acceptance letter, yeah. something like that, just something simple. But I was trying to think about where they go from here, man, and like we'll get into like our pitch. But I came up with a really good one. My biggest thing is is there's just some certain characters that you need to get into the fold ASAP. Like you need to get a Fantastic Four plan going ASAP. You need to get a Silver Surfer plan going, and you need to figure out what you're doing with the X Men, whether that's re- casting Wolverine or just throwing enough money at Hugh Jackman until he walks out of his house to do it. I think, personally, that's what I would just back up the Brinks truck and I'd be like, dude, what's the Peter Griffin like? Sir, here is a check with my name on it. Write any amount on it and I will pay it. <laughs> but it's just, that's where we're at now. And I mean, obviously, we're going to see Avengers vs. X-Men at some point. You're going to get all these great storylines. But I'm thinking of, like, the deep cut stuff that is a real, like, mega world building. Because if you figure what MCU did, this whole first, like, wave of 22 movies that built to Infinity War, I think I have one that you could do like a good like six or seven movie arc to build to Mm -hmm. Uh, but we'll get into that but one of the biggest things here is obviously the villain problem can possibly be solved with this I mean Doctor Doom if they do it right could be the Loki of this next phase, kind of like that main villain that threads throughout, but much more of a threat. And I was trying to think that we were going through, like, we'll get into some fan castings here, and on my way in, I really had the idea that I thought Willem Dafoe, like, bring him back into the MCU, I think he would make a really, really good Mm. doom. If you were trying to go older... But I was just thinking about like that villainous aspect of it, and then I was also thinking, you know who else, if you really just wanted to go way the hell out there, Lawrence Fishburne or Keanu Reeves? I feel like either one of them could pull a really, really good deal. I know Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne Fishburne did do the original voice for Silver Surfer, and that is an interesting way to take it. Um, I just feel like he's got the menacing side of the Doom, and he's got, the, especially Lawrence Fisher, has the charisma to pull off. You're never like, going to see his face. You're never going to see right. his face. Not once. But in that menacing voice, like, yeah. I yeah, can see no, it. No, like, yeah, pull a James Earl Jones. But yeah, the biggest right. thing, I mean, where do you guys go from here? What's the first property that you guys are getting into the MCU ASAP? Fantastic uh, Four. Fantastic Four. Is that where you, you think have, you got to go? Well, like, see, this is where I'd have to go into a pitch on how you bring it in. And, like... That that's how you bring in everything. So I will save that for later when we go into that. I think they should. That's look, almost next. Pitch a movie. <laughs> I really think that they should open up the dimensional thing here. Like bring in a Fantastic Four that's already the Fantastic Four from a different version of oh. the Marvel Earth or something like that. You know what I'm I mean? Not, Get I'm into the gonna, parallel world version of it, and then you don't have to do origin stories. Yeah. Well, I'm not even going to say like. So here here is my pitch. Here's, if, we, if I have to sit through another Fantastic Four origin. No, would, no, no. Here here's my pitch. So here, here's my pitch, and I think you can already use established things. So we know that with the, you have the reality gem, you have the mind gem, uh, with the with the Infinity Stones, you have Franklin Richards, who has the. Who, if anybody doesn't know Franklin Richards, Reed Richards and Sue Storms, Sue, Sue Richards' son, ha, is probably an omega le- is an omega level mutant who has a ability ability to warp reality. I want to say you set it up that he there was something that happened that his power had to be contained in those two gems so that nothing was happening. And through that existence, uh, you have you get your House of M, you get your House of M, uh, this incident, have been all wiped away from the minds of humanity. Like House of M had already happened? Ha- House of M had already happened. And the idea was like, we are just going to erase ourselves. So they erased ourselves from existence. So... See, where I go with it personally is I I slowly set up either an Avengers vs. X-Men arc or you set up the secret invasion arc and the secret scrolls end up infiltrating both the Avengers, the X-Men. They have to come together to stop it. But in order to stop the scrolls or whatever the big enemy that you want to make the bad is, here's the kicker. 
Xavier and Magneto have to fuse into Onslaught, who then obviously becomes out of control, and that's where I go with my big crossover yeah. movie. I go the Marvel Universe versus Onslaught. Because I feel like that's a, a huge big bad that you could really twist there. But I mean, mm -hmm. the possibilities are endless with this. Obviously, we have yeah. to wait to see if the deal even goes through. But this is one of those things that like Marvel had claimed to have their movies planned out for the next ten years and so, and this really is going to completely. It is. That. I mean, it's much like the Spider Spider Man thing. It's something that you hope for, but you know that if it is like you clear the table, you're like, okay, you know, like we talked about it before the last show. It's like you're like Kevin Feige's doing this. It's like, don't worry, guys. I'm just kicking. No, we're just making space in the writers room kicking out no no we're, we're gonna get this aside no you're still on the table you're just a little further down the table but <laughs> we're just gonna clear out this space right here i mean and, i don't think it changes production timelines for anything i think that it makes movies like new mutants that were supposed to set up a trilogy are no longer going to be trilogy, yeah. like you're not you're never going to get deadpool again put it this way you're no, gonna, you are you're, no, you're gonna get to but i'm saying you're never gonna get the go out on a limb movie anymore now from the MCU with Disney owning it. Disney's not the type that's going to throw that. Disney's already expecting Han Solo to bomb. Have you heard about this? Like, they're they're anticipating taking a loss on it because the dude that's playing on can't act. Like, they've had an acting coach within there every day on set. They're already anticipating a $60 million loss. But you're never going to get... Yeah, I would just not put it out. It, it, it looks horrible. Did you see the promo image? I saw a promo image, I, but it wasn't I, official, so yeah. I didn't... Lando I, looks like a hipster. He's got the popped-up collar and this and that. Well, like, that's normal Lando. He, he looks terrible as Han, and it's just like, who cares? But apparently it is terrible. Like, the two directors, like, that screwed it up enough, but then this dude just can't act. They said literally they they went through seven different acting coaches. Yeah. I, I would say for the most part, like, from when we announced this, I thought that was a lost cause to begin with. Um, just who gives a damn? Show me Yoda. Show me Boba there's, Fett. There's, show me Mace There's so many other things that they, so many other stories that they could tell. I don't know. Han Solo, there's nothing there. I just feel yeah. like they've ruined Star Wars. I mean, let's just get into it here, guys. Last Jedi. Oh, my God. See, this is where I know, me and Anthony know how we feel. You're going to go into this. You, you I'm look. about to go straight Alex Jones on this. It's bullshit. Disney Illuminati. Shit on my hopes and dreams. My childhood's ruined. Leia fucking Poppins. Leia Poppins. <laughs> Leia Poppins. Yeah. See? That's it. The studio tears down. Yeah. Leia Poppins. What? <laughs> Still back. not the most far-fetched thing that's happened in Star Wars. It was that moment. I literally was just gasping with air, and thank God that the dude behind me said, what the fuck did I just watch out loud in front of the whole theater? Not only was that so stupid, you can hyperspeed through a ship, and nobody was doing this the whole time? If it was good enough for the Japanese in the 40s, it's good enough for a long galaxy far away. Dude, they lost three ships. That whole, like, first of all, why couldn't the freaking Empire just light speed to in front of them? Like, oh, we can suddenly only go the exact same shit. And suddenly, like, the prequels were about politics. This was about fuel consumption. Like, oh, we can only go slightly faster than But then they were like, oh, we lost our med ship. There it goes. They blow it up. Oh, we lost our cargo ship. There it goes. Blow it up. Put someone in there and light speed through it! You can do that? That was literally the moment I saw that screen. I'm like, seven movies? Seven movies, and you could do that the whole time? Well, they kept it. Even if it's just an X-Wing, that's gonna take some damage! Like, what? And I guarantee you those things have autopilot. But even if they didn't, lose one dude. They've they've hinted at it at the entire time about the dangers of high, light speed and doing this. And the idea is what we saw in the first, what we saw in Force Awakens. Hansel is like, okay, we're going to get through this deflector shield. And then we really have to pull up really fast. And, and I have to say, uh, the 
Critics Award goes to the guy at the second screening of Last Jedi when the Leia Poppins moment happened. Straight up went Han Solo from Force Awakens. He goes, that's not how the Force works. Like, so terrible. And then I felt like this was just a social justice warrior's paradise. Like, every woman was this strong, powerful leader. Every guy was a hot-headed idiot who was just out for his own motivation. Like, and Holdo, just tell Poe your plan, and he doesn't mutiny against you. What was your plan? We're running. And that was the big thing. Like, I can't tell him I gotta be stoic like a fucking Civil War photo. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Canto Bite, the goddamn casino planet, just become for no reason. Dude, when Mark Hamill, first of all, Mark Hamill's the dude that puts the coins in BB-8. The yeah. moment he put the coins, I'm like, he's gonna shoot those coins out like a goddamn Mario game. <laughs> sure enough, that comes up. But that whole plant, that whole thing was useless. Rose Tico, the whole, dude, when Finn was gonna die, I was like, oh my god, actually a meaningful character death, it's a dope way for him to go out, like, I mean, so, and she comes for, Crashing, we gotta fight through what we love, and gives him that awkward brother sister incest kiss where he feels like he's so forced into it. And then they make you always needs an incest kiss once per trilogy. In the opening battle, how the hell did the bombs fall in space? Did gravity suddenly start existing? Magnets. It's like Rian Johnson just wiped his ass with the script. Have you seen the video I put up on Nerder of Sad Mark Hamill and it's playing the Johnny Cash song Hurt while you see him after the movie? Like I don't think he saw his face is just like utter stunned while Rian. Johnson and then, dude, first of all, you know they only brought Ghost Yoda back to show what uh, the Force Ghost is going to do so they can bring Luke back. But stupidest casting decision ever. You keep Leia alive when after Carrie Fisher's dead and you've killed Han Solo, Mark Hamill was the only logical person to keep alive. That made no sense to me whatsoever. It was riddled with plot holes. There was just entire story. If you take Canto Bite out of there, nothing changes. The plot it doesn't get affected at all because they never hacked onto the Federation ship with that DJ guy. He turned him in at the time and they never interfered with the plot at all. Then the whole, like, Luke is suddenly a fucking Hot Topic manager, all emo, sucking green titties, and whatever the hell else. Like, they they just took the best parts of everything that I was hoping to see in this, and then just shit on it, and then made me watch for two and a half hours. This movie doesn't need to be two and a half hours long. Tell me you can't cut a half hour, as much as you may love it, tell me you can't cut 30 minutes out of that movie easy. I would take it another 30, to be honest. Like, it's, what the hell, man? And then you made Luke Skywalker, are Arguably the most powerful Jedi of all time, the most hopeful, inspirational, like when it, when it seems darkest at the moment. <laughs> no, but the dude that saw light in Darth Vader, the yeah. guy that saw that, like, even that cripple of a heart is suddenly this dark emo, like, living in a cave, shut everything down because of Ben Solo, which I will say, that's where the coolest parts of the movie was the flashback, seeing it from the different sides and not yeah. knowing which way it really happened and shit like that. And I will say this much the throne room battle was badass, but you're not going to give me one lightsaber on lightsaber battle this whole movie. No lightsabers touched at all. This whole movie. That's not Star Wars, man. That's the only reason I go to these damn movies is to see a seven-minute lightsaber battle, and you didn't give me anything. And then the whole Luke at the end, like, oh, badass. Like, tell me that wasn't awesome when he took all the fire and it was like Dragon Ball Z. Just everything's going at him, and then he just walks out and does the little dust. I was the only one there. It's like, he's not there. It's not turning red. And then Leia can pop into her way through the vacuum of space and be fine, but Luke dies from astral projecting himself. Horse shit. Horse shit. There's my review of Star Wars. I get the hate, but it's a and the Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Last Jedi's ninety six percent with the critics, but fucking Justice League gets a forty. Eat a dick. The Justice League audience scores in the nineties. The Star Wars audience scores in the forties. Power Rangers has a higher audience score. All right, Gem and the Holograms was a better movie. That's what I have to say about Star Wars. But, I mean, come on. Leia Poppins, I need to Thanks, know what Jamie. you guys thought about that. <laughs> All right. 
So, Anthony, you want to go first or should I go? I have nothing to say. <laughs> I liked it. I liked <laughs> All right. So, I liked I like I vividly disagree over this. I do agree with the thing. It could have been shorter. Um, here's how I feel about this film. They, they were saying, they've been hinting ever since this movie came out that they said they needed to blow it up. That first movie, I think one of the things that's killing this movie as far as critics, uh, expectations, fans' expectations of what they wanted to see versus what they need to do to carry the story forward. But they, that's the thing they should do. Snoke wasted one of the best villains I, ever. Nope. Nope. But here's the thing. Nope. Where you go from, him at all. No, but pointless. by killing him now, you've already ruined it. Where are you going to go with the next movie? Nope. You know it's going to be Ray against Kylo, and they're not going to end the trilogy with the dark side winning. So you know she's going to win. Like, yeah, no. It, yeah, but these aren't films. They're just movies. Yeah. So the like here here's the thing with this. One, like that entire scene that you had talked about with the, that was, you could, that summed up the entire film. The moment I heard complete your training, I'm like, he's going to go Sith. I was sitting in there. He's like, he's like, because you know, in order the rule of two. No, but he says he's not Sith. He's like, screw the Sith and the Jedi and this. Like, he's trying he, to but, create he, his but own. he still did it. He and then they still don't show us the Knights of Ren. Well, they, here's the thing. We know that that's going to happen. We know that they're setting up the next few films, whether it be Ray versus Kylo. They are trying to bring us to a point where they're... Her parents are nobodies? Come on, people. No, no. What's wrong with that? Yeah, no. After multiple viewings, I kind of got that because it was like, it goes to the whole thing of like Anakin where like anybody can be chosen and this yeah. and that. But yeah, it's, it it's like, just like, like you really built that shit up for two years of people having theories of every, and like, the, you need to explain why she's that strong with the That's force. That's the thing, though. Like, nobody, Disney doesn't have like a set plot for it. They, all the mysteries were set up by J.J. Abrams with no answers. Ryan Johnson's supposed to just pick it up from there and go. But now it's like when you watch all of Mark Hamill's interviews, where it's like I vehemently disagreed with everything he made about the character. Now he's got to backtrack it because Disney's got the snipers out on him. But it's like, dude, Yoda coming back was incredible. Yeah, like that, so with, that for me was one of the highlights. Because it's it like, oh, Skywalker. Yeah. And again, spoilers for anybody who doesn't realize. Oh, Skywalker. I oh, young Skywalker. Oh, how I miss Turner. They were it's, not. it's like. I missed you, and it's like Yoda's like I have the balls to do what you can. Do. Yeah, your bitch ass still can't do. It's pretty great. <laughs> it just killed me that like the it was such a scattered movie. It felt very very rushed at times, and at other points it lagged on, and it just there was no cohesiveness and for a movie that's all supposed to take place. Why is everybody running out of gas? You can you can travel at light speed, but there's not a fucking Sitco station within miles. Like that whole movie was just like, oh, we're running out of fuel. We're running out of fuel. What are we gonna do? And nobody's ever played chess. Nobody moves in front. It was just so stupid. Like I just felt like Dan Harmon when the well, Superman ran. Like, well, Throw the ball as hard as you can. Like that's. So so, I'm angry. <laughs> so here, here's the, how I look at this. The, what they were trying to set up in this is that whole, whole first battle, what Poe Dameron did in the first, ruined a lot of what they were going to do. Because he's like, the fact that he was reckless kind of screwed over some of their odds because they wasted a whole bunch of ships, things they could have fought back with. He took a hit. They're like, we lost. Yeah, and so why are those bombers suddenly like goddamn Zeppelins? <laughs> Moving like friggin' Hindenburg blimps just suddenly. But yeah, they had just so much stuff didn't make sense. And it was just like, Rian Johnson just took like a friggin' Star Wars dictionary and threw it in a blender. Well, you gotta think at that time, the 
the rebels have taken so many losses that they only have their junked ships left. Yeah. I'm not like one of those like, rebels, but that it was such a social justice warrior movie. I Every woman is strong and hard. I did, and I did we're not see. Th- I didn't oh, dude, see I saw that. it. And then Holdo, I who I actually liked her character until she pulled the whole. Like I thought she had some big grand master plan where she was just not telling Poe, and it's like, oh, she's gonna turn out to be this badass leader and shit like that. And then nothing. Your plan was just to run. Like, well, the plan was like the idea is like we're trying force. We're, we're trying to move forward because the idea, like. Again, and then miniature Death Star tech with their giant battering ram. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, but you know what I thought was going to happen? That scene. Tell me this scene about that much more badass. As they start blasting that door open, all of a sudden, do 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 do. Fucking Luke's X-wing comes flying back, and that's why I thought they showed it because I thought he was going to raise it up like he did in Free Empire and take it back there. Tell me that wouldn't have been that much more incredible. Because you see, right there, you're showing the reason why they're saying it's like people had an expectation because Force Awakens was so much like the like parts of the original film they were expecting. This to go exactly like Empire and, and R2D2 did the same thing. What did they do to my boy R2D2? Just same thing he did last week. He woke up, showed some shit, disappeared. That was it. That's R2's whole arc. Chewie totally disappeared. Yeah, he just had, in this he just had movie. six movies of R2D2. Yeah, and then BB 8, BB 8 suddenly can, can hop up in droids and hotwire everything. He's saving people, he's high fiving <laughs> and shit. He's suddenly like your frat boy buddy hijacking ATS. Again, what they're trying. The? I think he like, could do that. R2 could do something. But the idea is again, how long are we going to keep, you know, all right, so like. I'm ready to get rid of legacy uh, characters. I'm if that's, the ready, that's what they're doing. It just feels like they're like we're gonna take everybody you love and rape them and watch. You I don't think and it's make you watch. like the idea is like they're trying to give. They gave. They gave. They're Hux, trying to kill they, the Skywalkers. Like they want that. No, saga I, I don't to be think done. they're doing yeah, that because so I agreed I. with. I, I agree with what you said a couple of weeks ago when we were here after seeing that film. Uh, we talked about it uh, off camera when we weren't shooting. Uh, one of the things that happened was this. I do not believe that that story that Ray. I believe that Ray. Ray, because there was a scene that I took, two scenes into that film I took very seriously. Um, when Leia was talking with Holdo about her loss, I feel like Ray and Holdo have a connection. I mean, and my whole thing is like, oh, Snoke's the one that's connecting their minds, but then their minds connected at the end. Yeah. So it's like, explain that. Like, you just There's basically just, said everything. It's like, oh, this person did it, gotcha. Nope, this person did this, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And Benicio Del Toro with this tolerant for no damn reason. What the hell, man? Like, it's just so stupid. Like, make it. But you went and saw it three times, though. Because that throne room battle, man. That throne room battle. The idea is this. You went and saw it three times. You went and saw it three times. $40. Three times. So that'd be like this. No, overall, I think. Movie pass, man. $10 a month. Here's what I feel. I feel like they have a plan. Um, do I think there are things in parts of the movie that kind of were like ran long in the tooth? I thought they could have probably gotten to the point uh, with the whole. I could take everything else they did with this movie, but I so disagree with Luke's arc. Even if you wanted to make him this dark guy that didn't think they I don't think that they should have killed him. I think that they... I don't think he killed him. He sacrificed himself. He's, even that would, like went into the force, whatever you want to call it. I just feel like it was a cheap cop-out. And especially with what happened to Carrie Fisher, I just felt like we never got the moment that we've all waited for for 40 fucking years, which is that badass Luke Force Unleashed He's moment. Got, like, Mark Hamill is in his 60s. Come on, you're not going to get that. But you're telling me that like, he couldn't have just shown up to the battle on crate and then like like just no, I mean, he doesn't even have like a they, ship they could have like, done more with him they he didn't done go more with Ray him. the idea is Ray was supposed to bring him back he didn't want to go back he, his whole point was he wanted to die there and even outside of the fact that like he, he, had, he had cut himself off from the force for so long even though he still had that power his body wasn't used to it I don't it. buy yeah. it 
Right. I'm there with you. It's like the idea is this. I'm not trying to like. I understand there are things that are wrong with this film. There are things that we could have lived without. But the sure, idea, but the same with every other, other Star film. Wars movie ever it's made. It. This more so though. Like Rose Tico, I really liked her character at first, and then I she her. just became like the she token my, Asian chick. Like, she was my least favorite character. That, in the that movie. love relationship was so forced. I'm like, make Poe and Finn gay for each other at this point. Like, <laughs> well, even I'm outside, much, of, you know what? I mean, they're, they're definitely setting up Poe trying to bang Ray. Yeah, at the end it's like hi, I'm Poe. It's like Ray's like. Looking right. at Finn, who's like, yeah, uh, sorry. What What is this over here? Can well, I post choke her out? I'm hoping that maybe they won't make it a love story. She just kissed him because they were they had a whole yeah. time together. And also, the but, casino planet, I didn't think it was that bad. I just thought it was so useless. It's just a, 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 it was, I was, it was pod racing. To me. As bad as Ewoks? No, I, no, I was expecting pod racing. Like, when they showed that racing, I'm like, God, please don't show pod racing. <laughs> no, they said it was alien horses. <laughs> I would actually <laughs> like to see pod racing. But even outside of that, they did set up that there are other force users at the end. So that Yeah, but broom kid. It's like, it's like this. So the idea is that there are people out there. The Knights of Ren are still out there. There are people out there with the force. Oh. We just need to get to the... Also, I think the whole point of the casino planet was just to show, to end up... First of all, the whole movie was about failure because every yeah. plan the rebels had was a complete we failure. failure. Even going to the casino planet was a total that disaster. That movie was a, a two-hour Arnold Schwarzenegger like get down, run, they're uh, coming. So the whole point of that was just to show Finn that uh, th- those people at the casino they're bad because they sell weapons to the to the Empire. War, yeah, but they also sell weapons to the rebels. So it's yeah. like they're telling the whole point. <laughs> yeah. So there's like no good. There's no good. There's no bad. Yeah, it's all bullshit. That's, that's exactly there's no what, character that's what development. Kylo Ren was saying. Like, hey, it's just leave it all behind. It's yeah. all nonsense. Yeah. And, and as far as so legacy moody. goes, yeah, he's a jerk. He's a Skywalker. <laughs> look at what, what are you talking about. Look, look but, at his. But look just at, give me the moment, like when he was about to pull the trigger on Leia that you see from the preview, and then he pulls up the last minute, and his boy blows up. Just give me one of like, dude, what the fuck, man? He like, couldn't. He can't. He'd blow his cover. I know, but just yeah. give me some, like, and then the forced humor at moments just didn't work. Like, I like the whole Hux Poe Dameron, like a Holding for hot, like, but just like they tried to inject humor into moments where it didn't belong. Things like just C-3PO. didn't land for me. It's yeah. just weird, weird choices. I that understand. Were made. Like I understand, and I respect you. Just I like I I understand because it's like this. I really do appreciate and value your feedback. But at the same time, I'm looking at this. And I'm like I for me as a Star Wars fan, I was looking for this moment because I said, but you know. I can't get over the kamikaze thing. Like, if you could do that, if you could do that this whole time, you lost three ships that they yeah. just blew that's gonna end up in a, That's going to end up in how it should have ended. I what a guarantee. Great shot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing shot. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like, I've seen it three times, and all three times I heard a different curse word in total silence. So it was like, it happens. The first time I saw it, it goes silent in the theater, and you just hear one kid go, fuck. Happened the second time, kid goes, shit. <laughs> happens the third time the kid goes god damn mine was just why didn't you do that the whole time like, you you lost all those bombers that little Asian chick couldn't have just been like instead of sitting there kicking that staircase 85 times she couldn't have just hit oh, she was a ones. master engineer what is she doing cleaning escape pods <laughs> That's what I understand. Yeah, it's like, I, wouldn't it have made better if she was the hacker? Yeah. yeah. Like, then you would have actually given her an arc to be along with Finn. But even that's that's should, it should have been. Captain Phasma. They made her a bitch again, and then every time she was like, a blaster by death isn't good enough for you. Let's give you another way to escape. She like, was the Boba Fett. Yeah. Cool yeah, armor. The, no backstory. But then they were like, oh, we're going to make her cool. Like, she's going to come back, and it's going to be badass, because she's a survivor. What? Dude, that's exactly what happened with Boba Fett in the 70s. They brought him back, and then they were like, Oh, he's gone. But it's Brianna Tarth, man. So? It's like you got a good yep. actress there. Yep. 
We don't know. This is only the second film. They had Tom you don't Hardy think Snoke Storm was Trooper. wasted? No. No, I think that was great. I really? thought that was yeah. the best thing because I, the moment I the moment I heard he's like complete your training and the, that whole throne room scene, I was like, Kylo Ren is gonna kill him. Oh hell yeah! I was like, I just thought that the entire time Snook was not the main point. Everybody focused. It was like it was a great plot device and saying it was, MacGuffin. it was MacGuffin. Yeah, they were focusing on Snook and he was not the point. The point was Kylo Ren taking control of his power, and that's what he wanted to do. And the moment is like the supreme. You saw Hux. Hux is like the supreme leader's dead. And it's like Kylo Ren's like. Dude, so I love what? how he went from being Hitler in the first movie to Benny Hill in this one. Like, yeah, he, I just love because all- the idea is he was like, oh. Like all my things I've lived for is like Kylo Ren's like shut, shut up, up you ginger. It's <laughs> like shut up. I don't take orders from a ginger, dude. dude I, was I thought Snoke was. I'll be honest. I actually said this out loud in the theater, and Lynch went. But when Snoke uh, slammed Hux to the ground, I was like, I literally thought, is he gonna fuck him? Like, cause he spins him backwards. My thing was, I really thought. Back. All right, so after the throne room fight, when they're both knocked out and Ray escapes, and Kylo Ren's just like laying in the ground, kind of unconscious, Hux goes to grab yeah, the blaster. Yeah, kill him. I thought. 100% he was going to pull a lightsaber and be like the secret inquisitor yeah. or like a secret apprentice. No. That would have been we still so have the awesome. Of like, so the idea is this. For those people who like think this, there's you have to, with this, for, with this next part of the trilogy, this third film is going to be defining. And so I think you have to let them tell the story. Well, however the story ends, they're, they're trying to give you little teaser sayings that there are other Force users out there. There's things that are going to happen. Uh, but the people that we grew up with, the people that, you know, the Luke, Luke's... The reason the, you watch Star Wars. Is, no, but the idea is we're going to give you new reasons to watch. So if you can't find reasons... I've lost hope. You didn't give me a lightsaber fight. <laughs> you that's that's going to be the, That's going to be episode nine. If, if, the episode, nine, sorry, if episode nine isn't a 75-minute lightsaber <laughs> fight, I'm fucking storming Lucasfilm myself. Okay. But, <laughs> it's just... Uh, there's so much more I think that you could have done, and it's just. Although I will say, Luke, I cry. I like I cared up at the end when Luke sees the dual sunset yeah. again, and like right as he fades out, yeah. like just that. Yeah, that that moment definitely, one hundred percent be back. That's the only reason Yoda was there. That's the only reason they put Yoda there to like, show that if Yoda could interact with the real world, imagine what Luke it, can do. It, like, well, they've already done that in the Empire. Yeah, but Yoda burning down the tree was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was like Yoda. Awesome. Was like, that was Yoda cool. was like this. It's like nope. And yeah. it was Puppet Yoda. That's such a big deal yeah. to me because yeah. I love Henson yeah, Studios. It, and it looked amazing. It really he, he did. looked so good. Frank Oz was like, oh my god. It wasn't yeah. Frank Oz. It was Frank Oz. No, it wasn't. He's it dead. Was. Frank Oz is not Frank dead. Frank Oz is dead, man. Really? Okay. I have to look. Go right ahead. It wasn't Frank Oz. I'm telling you right now, he's dead. Because that was the big deal. It was like, who was going to do the voice this time? He's still alive. I killed Frank Oz, soul-handedly. I was there. Yeah, he's alive. He's alive. Then why did it? Who the fuck said that? Nerdist, nerdist, you've misled me. It was a big deal. They were that talking about like who was going to do the voice. Or no, Schmoes, no, that's who it was. Schmoes, no, sorry. But anyway, the point is, is that it just felt like they could have done a lot more, and it feels like you have to a lot that you have to fit into this third movie now. And now we were talking before we went off air that apparently they're expecting Han Solo to bomb terribly because Alden Ehrenreich is a terrible actor. They've gone through seven acting yeah, coaches, like, director switches. Here, here's my feeling on this one: that's a movie that should have not that never been made. Never that should have never even come up in the process ever. Um, if you weren't going to de-age Harrison Ford. 
why spend the money? My thing is, why focus so hard on pushing away from legacy characters it's, and then make a bunch of movies? Yeah, because like I loved when you guys said when we talked about Rogue One last year. I thought that was a step in the right direction because you're doing. Expanding. It was a standalone. Too. It was standalone, and you're expanding the universe. And I think as long as you keep that up, you're gonna be fine. Uh, but when we talked about this last year with, uh, but you can go Ahsoka, like making a Ahsoka movie. You like. could. You, there are th- so many other things that you could do with this that they went in a completely different direction for. And I was like, I'm not. A, I'm. I'm not looking forward to a Han Solo. Give film. me the Mace Windu solo story, motherfucker. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want them to go into new territory. Yeah, that's it. I Keep just making want to new see like, you know, man. Yeah, I don't. Well, everybody wants to go see Light. And so I was like, I showed my roommate Rogue One because he had no idea what was going. He still hasn't seen the Force Awakens. So I was like, okay, well, you know, the Force Awakens is on this, but I Rogue One was on Netflix, so we watched that. And everybody is just essentially watching for the last five to two minutes of the film, which was so bad. It's like it's like it's like. Okay, we're gonna give you your lightsaber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and again, I love the. If you haven't gone to the YouTube channel, uh, how it should have ended. Look at that because there's this hilarious. Because that's really. It's like, wait, I have the force. How am I not yoinking that data tape out of his hand? There's almost no lightsaber fights in the original Star Wars movie. There's that. This light, is like the, It's like a minute and a half of Obi Wan clunking around. Because they're old. Yeah. It's like him and Darth Vader. Still are younger. Old. He's younger than Mark Hamill is now. Yeah. When they filmed that scene. And just want to take a quick moment to welcome a bunch of great new people uh, to the Nerd Herder page. We have some new shows launching weekly, including Bird and the Nerd, which will be doing some great unboxing videos, things like that. What's Popping with Jamie Reyes, our number one fan. He's going to be joining the page for his own show. Can't wait to have that. Also going to be doing Off the Rack with Tim Thompson and myself, where we take a look at some great comics weekly. And then some other great content. We've got some great new people that are coming aboard, so make sure you guys check out everything that's going to be coming in the new year with Nerd Herder as well. Uh, But now just moving on real quick to the final part of the show where we get into here we wanted to do a little bit of fan casting with a couple of characters before that we, we do have that, here. two things we want right to we want to yeah, talk about first we want to talk bro- about bright and anthony wanted to just, just do a quick second on the doctor who christmas special if you haven't seen it so jody whitaker what? what oh god no come on she's an amazing <laughs> actress okay I, right. I like capaldi so i right. love capaldi so all right bright Right, I fucking loved it. Okay. It had its flaws. Like I, I didn't deserve to get eviscerated the way that it did in in the no, reviews. I separate. agree with that. It had some flaws, but it was an original premise. I liked it. It was like Training Day meets Lord of the Rings. They've already greenlit a sequel. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, for me, what immediately drew me in was how the story started. Uh, so the idea is like you're thinking it's like this like. They, Will Smith and um, Joel Edgerton's character already have a relationship, and when we pick up the movie, the relationship is already kind of strained. If you haven't of, seen, yeah, because of backstory. because of backstory, so they already established that something has happened, and they're moving forward. I want to know this world. The world immediately intrigued me. I've watched it a bunch. I love it. Like, the world immediately intrigued me that the idea is that on Earth, there's, like, the Dark Lord that, you know, 2,000 years ago, all this stuff happened, and and you have all these people, and orcs exist, and elves exist, and all these, uh, like... I saw a centaur in there. The centaur cop. The dragon. The centaur, the dragon. You're like, all these things existed, and they're living in, in, you know, modern-day Los Angeles, and you're like, how did this happen? See, that's that's the one criticism I've always seen uh, about the movie was 
we got no backstory on the world. We got no backstory on the world. My thought is, just go watch what fucking Lord of the Rings. Rings. <laughs> That's the backstory. It really is. It literally yeah. is. Yeah. Like, the Dark Lord, everything. Yeah. And I love the whole magic wand thing that only certain people could hold them. Really? I knew he was going to be a bright. The moment they were in the interrogation room and the dude said they're human brights, he's like, yeah, one in a million. I'm like, Will Smith's a bright. He's yeah. definitely a bright. He didn't sign up for that movie to not be a fucking bright. Dude, it was so good. I love Joel Edgerton's character. Like, I felt for him when he was like, I've been taking shit from humans my whole life. Orcs look at me this way. Like, it, there was yeah. like great balance to it. And in this yeah. political climate and everything else like that, like, it, it was, just felt it, relevant. I it, also it felt did really not see relevant. him coming back to life. As soon as he was shot in the chest, I was, I was like, like, oh, I was like, oh. Oh, no. It was like, yeah, that was a point. Again, sorry, guys. If you have not, if you're not watching, the, if you have We've not been seen hyping this movie, movie for a year. If you have not seen this on Netflix, shame on you. Pause, you know. Also, if this isn't your first time watching the show, you know he's just spoiled spoil the, the shit hell out of shit. That's so that's just it. That's just it. Um, I like for me, the movie had its holes, and I was I I, I for Netflix's first big budget movie though, like it's a success in my book. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm like, I don't understand why they're giving this, and I think uh, I think somebody put it out and said like, look, just go. It's a fun movie. You either like it's it's one of those things when it comes to like that type of world, orcs, fairies, shit like that. You either like it or you don't. No. There's no gray area. There's nobody's like, oh, I can dig the orcs, but fuck fairies. You know what I mean? You're either in or you're not. And if you're in that world, you're gonna love it. It's literally Training Day meets Lord of the Rings, yeah. and that is a friggin' awesome combination. Yeah, it's, Max Landis doesn't disappoint. Excited to see where they're gonna go world building with this with the sequel. I was telling Anthony out there, I think it would make an incredible TV show. I think that you could do some will, crazy I, cop procedural well, shit. Well, like in that world. I was thinking. More along the lines of anybody remembers the movie Alienation with uh, Mandy Patinkin. Oh yeah, but um, and then the TV show that was briefly on Fox for that. Uh, that's kind of what it initially reminded me of. Uh, but I think even outside of this, it goes into. Um, I would like this to see more. Maybe a TV show kind of saying, "Here's how we got to here." You know, uh, Numir Pace. Oh my God, badass. Uh, because it's nice to see her. Cause, no, she's because she's doing all these Netflix movies. And this girl with the dragon tattoo, and she's like, she does like she's been on shows talking about she does her own stunts, mm -hmm. and it's like it's like yeah, it's like I hurt myself doing this. The magic in that movie was insanely yeah. cool. Yeah, it, it, even just the scene where like where he shoots all four of the cops. Like when he's asking, he's like, "What order are they in?" Yeah, just, like, like, he can, like, it's like, well, it's like what order are they in from left to right? It's like this with this one. Oh. Well, that's, the scene, that kept, that's the scene that they kept showing in the trailer yeah. where he was popping off the rounds and you didn't know what they were shooting at. Yeah. They wouldn't show it. Yeah. So, the, like, it was, I really, really, really dug it. And I just want to say a quick uh, little, like, side Christmas gift that I got that I loved. Anybody knows me loves knows I love Claymation. Eva found for me for, like, eight bucks and I found the complete series of the PJs. Oh, wow. The old school Eddie Murphy yeah, Claymation yeah. show. But for Bright going forward, I'm really, really excited to see what they do with the uh, the sequel there. So definitely check that out. Judge it for yourself. Uh, I but loved it, man. What a great step forward for Netflix's like, self-made production. Really? Yeah, well, like, it, also, it also says that if they're going to go into the world, again, because people are pulling their content back. For your first original movie, that? that's a fucking like, left field. Yeah. Like, to come out of it, like, that's, yeah. that takes some balls. And in a world of sequels and reboots and all that shit. It's origi I love it's original, original. Yeah, you know what yeah. I went and saw the other day? Freaking love downsizing. Oh, yeah, I've been that, hyped good. for that. Dude, so brilliant, so original, and it's not even remotely what you think. It, it winds up being like an existential crisis, like, what do you do at the end of the world movie? It just looks like a Twilight Zone episode to me, which it's, is what I'm That's what into. it is. Like, you really find out, like, and then he, like, first of all, like, I would murder, that that movie could become a different franchise so quickly, <laughs> because, like, he makes this decision with his wife to get small, because they want to, like, leave their bills and everything, and at the last possible second, she bails. 
and he gets made small stuff like that. I'm like, that movie should instantly turn into him becoming a tiny assassin <laughs> and murdering her. And I was like, you. And then I started spinning the whole movie of him just says tiny Matt Damon, the assassin, tiny taking Matt. people out. Matt Damon. <laughs> Get, just imagine the army men from Toy Story, yeah. but just as assassin. That's all, Matt Damon. Yeah. But it, it was a great movie, original premise. So I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. Um, also, just want to announce that we didn't talk about The Gifted, which if you guys aren't watching, is incredible. The X Men TV show is bringing Magneto in. It's out. Uh, yeah, I didn't even realize it had been there. Oh, dude, it's, it's like uh, ten episodes in, and it's friggin' incredible. It's the best X Men like that's ever been represented on screen. Mm. And their characters, I don't give a damn about Polaris, Thunderbird, so, um, wh- wh- Sunspot, the Stepford Cuckoos, like the Emma Frost uh, clones. clones. Yeah, crazy. Like it's just such a good show. The Strucker twins, uh, Fenris. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so this is along the lines of this is more me of an Anthony and Anthony thing, but Chuck has already chimed in about his feelings on Jody. Chuck doesn't like anything <laughs> except for Brett. <laughs> so I have to see more of Jody Whittaker. I didn't get enough. Well, of, yeah, you can never judge the doctor, doctor based on their thirty seconds of screen right. time. It's like well, apparently he, she's got a really thick Yorkshire accent. That I know, I love that though. Yeah. Like that all day, but it's like uh, it, for me, it's not even so much about the doctor as it's the. Chemistry with the companion. Yeah. If the companions have good chemistry, I'll buy into almost any doctor. Yeah, and we won't see that yet. Though. But that's the thing is, I don't feel like Capaldi and Bill had really good chemistry. I mean, are you with? Well, I just didn't really no, care for Bill so much. But like, when you come off of like Matt Smith and Amy Pond, yeah. like that type of chemistry, well, where it's like, like, Rose, like their lives literally ran together, and yeah. then Tennant and Rose, like the way that they were, yeah. like. But it just, I don't know. To me, it's like if so, I got to see where they go from there. So here, here's the thing about this. Um, Capaldi's run. I mean, like you're getting, you're not, you're not getting the best of Moffat at the time. And yeah, you're getting Moffat as worst. You, I feel for you, one like, of their best like, actors. One of their best actors that they've had. You know, a guy who loved the role, um, who was like, <laughs> was like, you know, who? Why did you get in there? You didn't get the best of him. But I think when they when they came into Capaldi, I think that they said we are resetting the table and saying that. Uh, because I love the end of the episode because it was basically saying, this is the first Doctor, guys. We're resetting the cycle. Well, all the way it was Walter Frey. Yeah. 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 David Bradley. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. He was so good. It, he, yeah. I was like, I'm like, this only goes with an idea that I've always thought would be great for Doctor Who. If you run out of people to regenerate, just go do other stories with the remaining living Doctors. And yeah. be like, bring back Tenet for an episode. Just yeah. Like, didn't they rewrite that with Matt Smith where they gave him a whole new cycle of 13? Isn't that what it is? Well, that's the whole point. That was last. That, that was like a, Christmas. That ago. was the Christmas. That was the no, Christmas. That's what I'm saying. Like that's so Jody is is technically she's the, the second. She's the no. I thought, no, I thought she's Capaldi the was the, the Capaldi was his last. No, yeah. he was the first new one. He's the first new one, but okay. so he's Cap- number one. He's number one in the new regeneration okay. cycle. So she's they, two. So in she's two. Okay. So but she's the thirteenth doctor. Fourteenth. Thirteenth. Fourteenth. Thirteenth. Fourteenth. You're forgetting John Hurt. No. No. Tennant was the doctor twice. I know, but John Hurt counts as the eighth doctor now. Yes, we know. But he's Matt, yeah. Matt. But Matt Smith was the twelfth Doctor slash eleventh. But she's the thirteenth. So he remember he didn't take the title Doctor. Oh yeah, okay. He didn't take the. Yep. Yes, that's okay. He, he did not take the title Doctor. That's why they. Well, it's like the John Hurt throws a weird kink in there because he's the the gap between Sylvester McCoy and then Christopher Eccleston. Well, no, he's not the gap. He's the gap between Paul McGann and Paul McGann and Christopher Eccleston. They should have brought Paul McGann back. He's so incredible. Yeah. Well, I like that whole thing. It was like the day of the the the, the night of the Doctor. Yeah, that little that, that little thing. It was like I was like I I literally saw that on YouTube. I was like. Yeah, they have he to was do an interaction with River and her. Like that, I have to see that at some point. Yeah, it's like well, it was about it, the idea is like 
you know, regeneration's a lottery. It's bound to happen sometime. They've already said that these are there. It's not a lottery per se. Yeah, it is for him. Because so he's terrible at regenerating. That's why it always hurts him and he has to recuperate. If you see, like, episodes where they're on Gallifrey when a Time Lord regenerates, they're just like, whoop. All right, I'm back. So what did I miss? Yeah, and it exactly. happens like that. But he's terrible at being a Time Lord. He can't fly a TARDIS. He can't regenerate very well. He's like the worst. But didn't River yeah, not know about him getting the new cycle too? Because I no, remember she she's did. so shocked when she sees him as Capaldi. But, but the idea is this: so when the, her doctor that she had was uh, Smith not, was Smith, and so when she said she was older, if you see the uh, death in the library in the forest, I think it's the second episode of the forest, the library or the forest of the dead. Is she explains that when I last saw you, you gave me a sonic screwdriver and you were older. Yeah. And so the idea is like for her. She did not like. She didn't put two in together because they were going in time. They were going in time in opposite directions. Which I like that story. Yeah, the, the idea is they were going in time in opposite dire- directions. So her last moment was with the youngest doctor, and her first moment was like the oldest, the oldest doctor, and so with the oldest doctor. So the idea is like when Matt Smith came along, um, when he was like, "This is my final regeneration." Like, that's it. But the uh, he, she, she, everybody thought, well, oh, it must be Matt Smith. It's not. It's Capaldi, and she's like, "Well, we went here, and here's what happened." And she, I love that because I was rewatching the Christmas scene. It's like she's like, "The Doctor never loved me." It's like, he's, yeah, it's like this, and he's like, "He's like, he was stupid to be here." And he's like, "Hello, sweetie." Yeah. And it's like, and she's just like, <laughs> "Oh, thank God, thank God." <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, "You are so doing these roots." As I've been watching a lot of classic Doctor Who lately, especially the first Doctor stuff, so yeah. it was so good to see like such a flawless. Because I just had finished the last episode that he was in mm-hmm. in classic Doctor Who, then I watched the Christmas special, so it, like, yeah. it was also seamless, which made it a lot more fun for me. And I, I just enjoyed the fact that again, they like when they do this in. David Bradley was like, I'm like, when I saw that, I was like, uh, I saw that you saw the special they did on making the Doctor. Oh, that movie was awesome. Adventure oh. in Space and Time, right? Yeah, Adventure in Space and Time. So the idea is, like, you had that scene with him and Matt Smith. Is like, here's where you are. Yeah. And now here's where you're going. And that fact that they could use David Bradley to be the first Doctor. I uh, hope they bring him back at some point because he was just he yeah, was, was so fun. incredible. It's fun. It was great to see him, like, watching future <laughs> Doctors and just feeling like, what the fuck is going it's on It's like, here? what did I do? No, my favorite part was, uh, my favorite part of the Christmas special is, like, and, like Peter Cabaldi's like, the Todd is just not clean. Where is such? He's like, yeah. shut, shut up. Shut up. You need to get a girl in here to clean this like, all up. Be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. That was pretty great. And I like seeing the old TARDIS again with, like, the dirty windows. The dirty windows, like, all these things. It's like, oh, it's like, why is your TARDIS? I did feel like I liked the fact that he got all his memories of Clara back, because yeah. that brings his whole story full circle. That was yeah. nice. Um, but his last speech was, like, so lackluster. Ah, uh, well, okay, so... It's going to be hard to top 11. It's like, it's he, like, his was just the best. His was like this, because I think that was off the cuff. I just think they said Matt... It, no, Matt, uh, Matt, the whole the line I'll always remember when the doctor was me, yeah. that was Matt's improv yeah. line. Yeah, like, it was like, I'll remember when the doctor was me. And, it's and like, then there's I Don't Want to Go, and then with Eccleston's Everything Was Fantastic, like, yada, yada. And it's like, be kind. <sighs> yeah, basically. <laughs> It's like okay, and then Jody, and then like Jody Whitaker, and I'm like, it's like okay, this is starting out like Matt Smith, he's falling out of the t- damn it, he fell out of the TARDIS, fell out of the TARDIS, TARDIS explodes, explodes and disappears, and she fell out of the TARDIS, and I'm like, I just love her first words. She just realizes it's a girl, and she goes, oh, brilliant. <laughs> and it's like I was like, I was hoping it was like I'm still not ginger. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, right. now, as we start to wrap things up here, I want to run through our quick fan casting. So, I came up with a few of the show. Obviously, because of the Disney-Fox merger, I wanted to go through and just a couple quick fan favorites to see who we would go with here. So, I wanted oh, to do a couple mine. off the cup. So, if you're not, this is in my world where you're not getting Patrick Stewart and... Ian McKellen back sure. as Xavier. So I got Michael Caine. Are we doing the X-Men first? And then you the can just do whoever Court? you want. I got Michael Caine as Xavier. I thought that would be a really, really nice choice. Uh, I got Christoph Waltz as Beast. I think he would make... Yeah, trust me, I can see it. Uh, Angela Bassett as Storm. Natalie Portman as Rogue. Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard as Jean Grey. And Chris Pine as Cyclops. Oh, God, no. I also did Idris Elba as the Silver Surfer, nope. and Denzel Washington as Mr. Fantastic. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, the only thing I'm going to say is Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard's Jean Grey, so... All right, so... Uh, Patrick, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Wilson as Cyclops. So Patrick Wilson, who played Owlman in yeah, Watchmen. Like yeah, uh, as I like him better as a Cyclops uh, from Watchmen. Uh, I think Chris Pratt could make a good Cyclops too. And no, no. He's oh too yeah, he's fun. Star he's Wars. Too, he's he's too funny. Also, C- Cyclops. Too funny. Like, Cyclops I almost be said Beyonce for Storm, like, but I feel like Angela Bassett would be well, with her. Uh, so okay, so I was going since she's Angela Bassett's going to be in Black Panther. Anyway, <laughs> I can't use well, her. She's going to be so good. Uh, so I used uh, Luther, uh, the actress from Luther, Nikki Akamu Bird. From that, I think she'd be a great storm. Um, I don't know. I did not, uh, for me, because I had, um, when I made the outline, currently on characters, we talked about people you cannot replace. I do not believe that you can replace Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen. I, I believe you could replace Ian McKellen, and that was the last guy I came up with, with Ian McShane. I think he could make a damn good Magneto. Mm, I don't know. Okay. It's like that grizzled House of M Magneto. Absolutely. Yeah, but then he, I, you'd have to get in shape for that, and he's not going to do it. And, all right. But, all right, so that's, yeah, so that's, that, that, that's, that's, my, that's my thing for the ones I've listed. I did not go with the... Sound uh, off in the comments, guys. Yeah, sound off cast. in the comments on who you think should be cast as if fan cast. All right, I got for my uh, Fantastic Four and my X-Men. So for Susan Storm, I have Natalie Dormer. For Johnny Storm, I have Josh Hutcherson from the Hunger Games yeah. movies. Uh, the Thing, Vincent uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Reed Richards as Christoph Waltz. Okay. We both bring Christoph so, okay, Waltz. So, okay, so, so, no, okay, so here's uh, this is going to be bad because I'm going to make Christoph Waltz Doctor Doom. Mm. That that's I can a, see. That I think my Doctor Doom goes in hand in hand with my cast for X Men. Uh, you'll probably hate this, Chuck. All right, so Doctor Doom, I have Vin Diesel. Cyclops, <laughs> Cyclops, I have The Rock. Jean Grey, I have Michelle Rodriguez. Or Cat, you Rogue, know, Cassie and I have, it's Rogue. A, it's I an X Men movie, not an episode of SmackDown. Rogue, I have Jordana Brewster. Storm, I have Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris as Xavier. This is what Fast and the Furious cosplays as the X Men. <laughs> I told them to go with what he well, it was right. It's Fast and the Facts. Um, I didn't come up with that because, like, for me, like. The Fantastic Four. I think I like your casting of Natalie Dormer. I think that would be great for Sue Richards and um, you know definitely. I, I couldn't think of a person for him, but I'd love to get Pat Oswalt into a, a, a superhero character. Mole Man. There you go. Or even the he's plot. fucking Mole Man. He's Mole Man. He, he's Mole he, Man he would do so good as Mole Man too. His voice. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so I have like that one is completely like because I'm like they probably have to get a wrestler for the thing because that's. What's I feel gonna, like go black with Cyclops though. 
Sure. Nah. I think there's I think there's actors out there that you don't have to do that. Cause it's, you don't it, think Idris Elba as the Silver Surfer would be incredible? Of course. I think, yeah, but, but he's not like, black or white. He's silver. He's silver. I mean, like, I mean, like, if you want to go, like, go, like, there's times where I think flipping the race or putting a character in would be great. Make uh, Storm a white chick. Why does Storm have to be a black chick? I mean, like, you know I'd also I mean? I rather have make Rogue black. I'd rather have your for your cast. I'd rather have Idris Elba as Reed Richards because I would buy that. That would fucking be incredible. Because he dude. sounds smart, so that's all you need is an intelligent. And sound I feel like he could play the guilt with the thing oh, of yeah. like turning his best friend. Into that very true. And then we gotta get but, Matthew McConaughey in there somewhere. Doctor Doom. No, McConaughey could be a damn good Doom. He's too good looking. You need somebody the that. No, that's the thing. That's not somebody to show their face. That's the thing is somebody that was so good looking had that sense of vanity and then gets it shattered. I always love the theory that Doctor Doom only had a tiny little scar. Sound off below of who you think would make a good Doctor Doom. I think McConaughey would make a damn good Doom. I would say no. You can't have him and Reed Richards play off of each other because that after the after the Dark Tower. Uh huh. Mm. So that's just me. I respect your opinion. Thank you so much. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Uh, so then, then just wrapping things up, Anthony. You got anything left on your list? Not. All right. So our uh, poll of the week this week is Dark Knight Metal Four. It's over there. Uh, great. Batman gets his own Infinity Gauntlet. It's not the Infinity Gauntlet. It's called the Five Finger Death Punch. It's basically an Infinity Gauntlet, and each stone is the different colors of Kryptonite. Everything from gold to pear- like every oh, type yeah, of Kryptonite. Oh yeah, old Batman. Yeah. So really loving what they're doing with that. And then Doomsday Clock number two, obviously, is out in stores. We'll be reviewing that in full next week. Really, really excited to have all the new people that are going to be joining us on next week. You'll be getting new shows with Winchester Weekly, Off the Rack, Nerd and the Bird, and some great other reviews and daily content being posted by our new contributors as well. So really, really excited for that. Excited to be back here, and we'll be reviewing some more movies next week. I'm going to see Jumanji, hopefully. I think the screener for that I'm is actually I'm hoping that out. I can see Jumanji before we meet up again. Yeah. I think Jumanji. It looks, so fucking Dude, awesome. it looks awesome. The reviews for it are incredible. And apparently they have a really nice tribute to Robin Williams in it. So oh, yeah? Really excited to see that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's going to wrap things up for this week. Any final words, guys? I don't want to go back to work. Really? So I want to thank you guys for you know being with us as always. Sorry that we were gone for the Christmas break, but we are back now. Really excited that uh, Black Lightning will be getting added to our CW lineup in the next week. Have we figured out when uh, Legends of Tomorrow is coming back? Legends of Tomorrow comes. Back. So you haven't heard what they're doing now with the stupid twenty three Sun or twenty three Monday thing here. Mm. So they're giving Supergirl an extra hiatus. So Legends of Tomorrow is going to air in Supergirl's spot from February to April to air the rest of its season. Yeah, they're going to air their their rest of their season, 10 episodes, while Supergirl's off, and then Supergirl's going to come back on and not finish until almost July. That's so dumb. That's yeah. absolutely dumb. Like, this Supergirl is, season finale Why don't they just pick it, two nights and just shove all their superhero shit into those two nights? Makes no sense to me. But yeah, so Legends will air from February to April. Supergirl will air. Supergirl comes back Monday. It'll air for this three weeks say, and is, then go off the air for 10. See, like, see, see, this is one of my things for this. Final note, and this is going to be Morant. Get smart with TV. Make 12 episodes so that you can have... Ooh, look, we're giving you 23 straight Mondays. <laughs> man. Robert's right, because television is the new cinema. It's like, the idea is just give us 23 episodes. Give us something you can do and move on to the next thing. Well, Legends give doesn't us, do 23. They only do 16. That's yeah, but like, do, but like, you have Arrow, Flash. Give us a really good story, and we will watch it, and then give us another good story after that, and we will watch that. Although I get Black Lightning teaming that up with Flash. Like, that's a good back-to-back. Isn't, Arrow, isn't it time for Arrow to close its doors? It hasn't been renewed. You have, you've heard about that, right? So apparently um, Supergirl and Flash have been renewed, but Legends and Arrow haven't. Why? Wow, Legends is amazing. I know, but it's just weird to me. 
that we'll see where they go. I'm excited. I'm not for surprised. That, like Arrow is like the idea is like there was a point like you said. You, you know, I was thinking for Doctor Doom, the Doom playing the Thinker on the Flash could make a pretty damn good. Oh Doom. yeah, he's pretty good. He doesn't have a job anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good. Equal opportunity took his job. <laughs> they took a job. Took a job. So yeah, I think that's gonna wrap things up for this week. Be back next week where we'll be reviewing Doomsday Clock, Jumanji, and all the latest and greatest in news for the geek world. For this week's episode of the Get You Geek Guy Podcast, I've been Chuck Keywatts. Leah Poppins. I'm this guy. I'm the other one. <laughs>